The views, opinions, and positions expressed in this podcast called Mood Food are in no way the views, opinions, and positions of the Department of the Air Force, DOD, United States government, including resources listed in today's podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning into Mood Food Podcast today. Can you believe it? It's Wednesday already. We are grateful to have you along with us today and hope that you're having a great day. It's the mid part of the week. You made it. Congratulations. I'm super proud of you and thank you again for tuning in. I'm your host, Jason Gordon. Thank you, Kim, for reading today's disclaimer. And we appreciate everyone that's out there that continues to download us and subscribe to us and you like us. We have our Facebook page, Mood Food Podcast, Instagram, Mood Food Podcast, and we also have our YouTube channel. So if you're watching right now, I'm waving to you on the YouTube channel, and uh, we are so delighted to have you along with us today. If you have any show ideas, hit us up at moodfoodpodcast at gmail.com. Don't be shy. Let us hear from you. And if you are compassionate about something and you'd like to be on the show, I'd be happy to have you on the show, as long as it's spreading some positivity. And I don't want no hate stuff. We're not going to put that stuff on the air. So if there's something that you're compassionate about and you want me to research it, let me know. That's what I love doing. I love doing this podcast. I'm here for you. And we are successful because of you, because you've been liking us, subscribing to us and leaving those reviews. I've ordered some giveaway stuff, so I'll be throwing that out there with the rules and regulations about that and the requirements so I can send you some of that stuff when we get it in. I think you'll like it. I think you will like it. I try to be creative as much as I possibly can. As you can see in this room that I am recording in, I collect things and I call it healthy collecting. Uh, I can still walk around in the room, so don't worry about that. But uh, yeah, I do like to collect unique things and I definitely want to be able to provide something unique or at least something special as a thank you for all our faithful listeners out there that continue to download us and we and subscribe to us. We really appreciate that. If you haven't done so yet, please take time. It takes just a few minutes, not even a minute, to just drop us some stars on the Facebook, I'm sorry, on the Apple podcast platform. Uh, and also leave a comment there. A lot of you are downloading us from the Apple podcast uh, platform. We can track we can track and see the locations, but we don't know who it is. So if you could at least give us a review, that would be greatly appreciated. And we're going to read them on the air. So uh, we appreciate that. Thank you for taking time to do that. And today's podcast is titled Compassion Fatigue. How many of you out there are in a helping agency, or you may be a waitress, a waiter, or you might work for churches, you might be a pastor, you might be someone in the helping profession, but it can get to you sometimes, right? Human problems, especially when they come to you with them, can really drag you down and wear you out. So today, we're going to try to give you a few tips to, to keep them boundaries in place so that when you are in your job, that you went to school to do and that you enjoy so much or may have been called to do that it's no longer going to consume you and kill your spirit. Take your spirit away from you. It'll hopefully revive the real reasons why you do what you do uh, to help others, right? It will hopefully spark that back into your life because all of you have been in your professions and you, you went to school for a reason and you are in your professions for a reason. It's just sometimes the grind can get to you and make you question that. All right, so let's go ahead and get started here with compassion fatigue and also to keep reviewing everything I've been sharing with you and all the other podcasts. It's very important because it'll help you build off of this skill set 
and help you to better equip yourself whenever you are faced with those unhealthy thinking patterns and things that can come up in life, okay? So stay stay focused on what I've been sharing. Keep reviewing that because it's part of your mood, food, diet. I have to put that little plug in there, right? All right, so today's episode is not only for people that are medical providers, but also for any helping agencies out there that may be nonprofits, churches, shelters, rehab programs, restaurants, hotel management, whatever you are in. When you have to deal with the public, it can be very draining. Believe you me, I know, but I love my job and I love being able to help people. That's why I went into it, because people help me, and I want to give back. I just don't want my job to consume me, to kill my spirit, make me question you know, why I went into the profession that I am currently in. I don't want to ever have that happen, and I have. And so I use some of the tips I'm going to share with you today to revive my spirit, to water and nurture the plant that was slowly dying, which was my spirit. And so I, I am hoping that this will help you as much as it has helped me today. So during today's events, the helping agencies are stretched thin due to COVID and finances are really, really stretched thin. Um, And and, and a lot of these nonprofits and everybody is suffering, even churches, because people can't go to services. They're not able to participate and do the things that they normally have been doing. So today I want to share with you some ways on how to stay on course in your profession, stay positive about your occupation and the impact that you make on people. And the info I am sharing below is public knowledge, and uh, and below I mean on my script here. So uh, it's public knowledge, and will hopefully uh, help you be helpful in your profession. And so I'm going to give you some ways to prevent compassion fatigue. Compassion fatigue can be a serious occupational hazard for those in any kind of helping profession. And with the majority of those in the field reporting experiencing at least some degree in their lives or some point in time in their profession. So that's not a surprise, right? It's not a surprise as it typically is those uh, with that have the job professions that have require the most type of uh, empathy and sympathy who suffer the most and are at a greater risk of experiencing compassion fatigue. And so compassion fatigue is characterized by physical and emotional exhaustion. How many of you out there are raising your hand and have been part of that? I am, I'm waving to you right now if you're watching on the YouTube channel. I have been, and um, and so it's profound and can definitely decrease your ability to be empathetic and sympathetic. And if left untreated, it can be very dangerous. Compassion fatigue not only can affect mental and physical health, but it can also have serious legal and ethical implications when providing therapeutic services to people. And this can be also, if you are in charge of people and leadership or management, This episode's also for you because you do have to be the good person and the bad person, especially if you have to to do progressive discipline or some sort of of change to to make sure there there is order and, and, and the chaos maybe in your work environment. So you can have that kind of fatigue as well as a leader. And so these skills that I'm going to share with you today can hopefully help you with that. So I'm going to tell you. I just educated you about what what compassion fatigue kind of looks like, okay? So continue to educate yourself on that. So if you know you are at risk for compassion fatigue, taking the time to learn exactly what that is and how it impacts your life and looking at the signs and symptoms of it can be very helpful to you and can be a part of you looking out for yourself and find preventative ways to avoid getting down that road of 
compassion fatigue. So the most common signs of compassion fatigue and the symptoms of compassion fatigue, you might be chronically exhausted, emotionally, physically, mentally, both, all of it, you name it, you are exhausted. The wear and tear, the daily grind is getting to you. You know, you may have reduced feelings of sympathy and empathy. You might be working with someone and you might just be, oh my gosh, you know, why are they here? What's going on? Why can't they get their life together? What is going on? But sometimes people just can't, right? They can't. They don't have the resources or the knowledge to be able to work through that problem by themselves. That's why they come to you. That's why they need you. But it can get exhausting, especially after you've provided everything buffet style, neatly laid out, easily accessible, provided the roadmap to success to them for them, but they still haven't picked that up right. They haven't done or, or, or even started what your suggestion may have been to them. And that can be very frustrating, but sometimes they're just not ready or they may be scared as heck. And what they say in front of you sounds encouraging, but really when they leave your office or whatever, they're scared to death because change is very uncomfortable to a lot of people. And so they're gonna come back. And if you check the progress on that and they say, no, they haven't started whatever you asked them to start. Oh my goodness, you see 4th of July fireworks going off probably in your mind and your blood pressure goes up and you start sweating and then you're very frustrated. And that's where you don't wanna be because you have to meet people where they're at. People aren't gonna react to things the way maybe you were reacting as a boss or as a as a physician or as a pastor or, or whatever kind of profession that you are in serving the public. And so another way of looking at compassion fatigue is you dread going into work. You are starting to lose compassion for your job. Um, you don't care. You have this type of attitude that you're just crusty and you don't feel guilty or anything. You don't feel any remorse for for anything that's going on or for helping people that come in with some legitimate serious needs. And you may have those reduction in feelings of sympathy and empathy, and you might feel anger, you might be anxious, you might start to depersonalize yourself, um, you might be hypersensitive or uh, insensitive in that nature. Uh, feelings of inequality or inequity towards the therapeutic relationship, you might start to drive a wedge or set up the scene so that you'll have a reason to discontinue providing services to the person, and uh, but that you can't do that. You cannot do that. And you may feel like you're the one that's being treated um, with inequity or, and, um, and uh, inequality in your work environment. And just, you might not have an option for that. So you might be burned out on that as well. And, but, and so you'll start looking for reasons to kind of work through that. You may have headaches, uh, trouble sleeping. It might manifest in weight loss and um, poor work-life balance. You may be taking your work home with you. You never get a break. And problems in, uh, will then to bleed into your personal life and you don't want that. And then you're going to have overall job satisfaction in the negatives. It's going to be zero and then go down the negative side of the scale because you have just you've worn yourself out and the system may have worn, worn you out, all right? Because a lot of times they want you to do more with less. But let me tell you, that is a recipe for disaster. And we've been through that. We've been through that. So knowing the signs and symptoms and continuing to check in with yourself is very critical when trying to make sure that you keep your side of the street clean and that compassion fatigue is kept down to a minimal. All right. So it's not only 
checking in with yourself and working, but you want to make sure that you are, you know, finding things productive to do, talking with others about how you are feeling and practicing those self-care measures. That's very important. If you don't practice self-care and take care of yourself, then you are going to continue to burn out and you don't want that. You are going to be so crusty that people are not going to want to be around you. People aren't, aren't going to want to come to you for services. They're going to be asking uh, for your resignation if you keep up with that attitude. So try to maintain that positivity. I'm guilty of really letting that be a daily struggle sometimes. But I try to look at it from a different perspective. And I do talk it out. Ask people that I work with. They always know what I'm thinking. They always know if something upsets me. They always know if I'm frustrated. They always know that I'm going to voice how I'm feeling. And it's not that I'm being fussy. It's because I need someone to talk me through it. I need someone with a rational state of mind. See, we're human at the end of the day. I know I may be doing these podcasts, but I'm doing these podcasts from my perspective and my experience, which is a daily operation, right? All of you are experiencing different forms of stress and things that are going on out there that may be draining you. Just make sure you practice that self-care. And that could be talking with others. And I do that. I do that a lot. And that way it becomes the norm and they help me get through it the best way that I can. I make sure that I eat right. I make sure that I exercise. I love to run as I've told you many times. Run, 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 run. Forrest Gump ain't got nothing on me because I love to run. Now, I am a long distance runner. I am a flat street runner. I don't like running up hills. I don't like doing sprints. I don't like doing anything like, we did that the other day for PT. And I just, I actually, I think I threw up twice. Sorry, I know that's a little bit too much information, but I do like to run. But I felt good afterwards. I know that sounds weird, but I was with folks who are supportive. I was with my unit. I was with people that cared. And we took, we look after each other. And it felt good, even though I was in that situation and I may have felt that way and got sick a little bit. Um, I, I, I felt really supported and, and I really appreciated that. And it was part of my exercise routine, right? And so stick to a routine. Make sure that you stick to a scheduled sleep schedule. That's very important that you stay structured in that, even on the weekends. And make sure that you balance your work life. And I've had this episode before where I've tried to do that, uh, finding the uh, work-life balance. That was the name of the episode. So if you want to review that, please go back. That was in the earlier days of this podcast. And uh, it was a really good episode. And people, I had a great response from from that episode, sharing some tips about that work-life balance. And honoring your emotional needs. That's going back to talking with others about that and making sure that at the end of the day, that by close of business, you have worked through things as you have experienced them. Do not stuff things in a bottle or a bag and and expect to open it up when you get home. That's toxic. That's not going to be good for your marriage. That's not going to be good for you as a parent. That's not going to be good for you as as someone that's a leader of the household or or coming in and, and maintaining those important relationships with your spouse or your kiddos. They're going to be able to read you like the newspaper that has just been thrown on your front porch. They are going to know that you had a bad day at work and that you brought it home with you. Do not do that. You know, and even in the work-life balance, I had mentioned whenever you spend an X number of years in an organization and you don't bring your family with you and it's all about go, 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 go. When you retire, it's going to be the saddest retirement ever because your family's not going to be there with you because you've left them behind. Don't do that. They can be part of your successes. They will help you build off of those successes. 
And, and that's, you have to start by not bringing your work home with you. But honestly, taking your family with you to work, that will give you reasons why you do what you do on a daily basis. And when you're standing at that retirement line, they will be there with you, standing with the largest smile and the most proud feelings in their heart and their mind that they are part of that situation and that milestone for yourself in your life. Now I've just gone down a rabbit hole, so sorry about that. But it's very important that you that you stay connected with your family and talk through the things. Don't bring the things home that have happened at work. So making time for these self-care activities leaves less room for overworking, which can lead to compassion fatigue. And, you know, overworking uh, is often the heart of compassion fatigue and is the first cousin for vicarious trauma that Dr. Hoffman talked about a little bit on the PTSD episode that we did. And so we wanna make sure that you keep that in check. And the challenge is to remain compassionate, uh, empathetic by setting boundaries. You're gonna have to do that, set boundaries. If you work from 0730 to 1630, stick to that. Get done what you can get done and then leave at 1630. You have a family that's waiting on you when you get home. You know, they've been missing you all day long. So please, Set some boundaries, set healthy boundaries. And if you can't come home at 1630, let them know. Don't text, give a phone call and let them know you're working on something and you have a plan to be done by X number, X time. That way they can project about dinner and story time or whatever you have had planned with your kiddos. All right, so make sure that you do that. And that will help you to remain compassionate, empathetic, sympathetic, supportive to others and will help you keep from becoming overwhelmed. Set some boundaries in place and make sure you engage also when we're going back to the self-care in hobbies. You wanna cultivate healthy relationships and friendships outside of work. You want to boost your resiliency and that way it, it, it acts as a way that's easier for you. Resilience is a way for you to bounce back um, after going through stressful events and times. And that is a word that, that can be used a lot and it's important that it is because people forget about resiliency. Sometimes things aren't gonna go the way that we want them to go. It's not gonna be the sea of calmness and the boat that you are in. I mean, it's, it can be, life is gonna be rough seas, up and down. You might have some smooth waters, but a lot of times storm fronts, just like the weather, they, it comes in and it leaves. And sometimes when it leaves, it leaves a mess. And so you wanna make sure you can bounce back from that and recuperate and, and, and thrive after that. And that's by taking care of yourself. If you have your suit of armor thick and ready to go because you've been doing that self-care, when the storm comes, things that are being thrown towards you aren't gonna stick and they're not gonna put dents in your armor because you have been doing all that hard work uh, to, to bounce back and to repel what's being thrown at you. And so while some people seem to be naturally more resilient than others, resilience is a skill that can be learned and cultivated. And your agencies that you work for may be teaching some of these resiliency classes, and I encourage you to read up on it. It's important to do that. Stay on top of the latest and greatest of resiliency techniques. We all need it. We all need it. And use positive coping strategies. And so while it may be tempting to wash away the stress and emotional burdens of your job with alcohol and drugs, which is a no-no, you don't wanna do that. Talk about a train wreck, hot mess express. That's gonna really screw up your life if you really fall into that trap. And so this can actually work uh, in reverse and compound your stress and aggravation in the long run. So consider making a list of positive coping strategies to use during those stressful times. 
You might want to do meditation, go for a walk, talk with a friend, watching a funny movie, which we like humor, and, uh, and uh, take a hot bath. Do something that is going to give you that peace beyond all understanding that you've worked through it. And so in the work environment, another tip I'm going to give you is identify workplace strategies. You might be in an organization that just is chaotic and it looks like a uh, cereal box that's been turned upside down and the bag ripped and the cereal's all over the place and you're trying to bring some sort of order uh, to to the chaos on the counter when it ripped and uh, put everything back together in a neatly packaged order that's functional. Uh, and so you want to make sure that you look at strategies that are often, some of my analogies are awful. I'm so sorry. I apologize for that. But envision something that looks chaotic. And uh, so that will help you kind of focus on what you need to focus on. And so if your employer does not currently have any in place so far as workplace strategies, consider suggesting their implementation. So some workplace strategies that have been proven to be beneficial are taking regular breaks, working uh, four 10-hour days and having three-day weekends, mental health days, routine check-ins, on-site counseling, relaxation rooms, massages, meditation classes. And I know that COVID-19 has kind of stipend some of these activities, but you can still be creative and do things within the physical distancing requirements that we are having to adhere to at this time. And then seek personal therapy. If none of these are working for you and you are burning the candle at both ends and you've tried these different things, then it's time to step it up and get a professional in your life that can help you with that, that can help you sort through the battle that really has taken over in your mind. It'll help come up with a battle plan to make sure that whenever the offense is coming towards you, your defense is going to be ready to play and you're going to be ready to be more resilient more than ever. So if you find yourself feeling emotionally vulnerable and significantly stressed and overwhelmed, consider seeing a therapist who can help you process your feelings and implement strategies to help you combat compassion fatigue and maintain a healthy work-life balance. And Othell's now going to read today's review. And then when we come back, we're going to close up today's episode. Today, I'm going to be reading a review by Camp Humphrey. And it states, Thank you. Thank you very much for providing all of your knowledge in this podcast. Your advice will help others in great ways. We want to thank Camp Humphreys for the great review. If you would like your review read on an episode of Mood Food, please email your comments to moodfoodpodcast at gmail.com or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for tuning in. And thank you, Othell, for reading today's review. He's good at that, isn't he? I'm so proud of him. He's getting out of his comfort zone and he's reading those reviews for us. And uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for today's broadcast of Mood Food. And please make sure that you subscribe to us, that you like us, that you recommend us to all of your family and friends. And remember the disclaimer at the beginning that Kim read. We're going to stick to that and keep your mind full of positive mental food. And I'm going to leave you today with a couple of quotes. But before that, I want to tell you. So I went to the University of Southern California. And surprisingly enough, you know, I'm here at Edwards Air Force Base and I received in the mail an amazing military coin from USC. And I'm very honored and I'm very thankful that this coin means a lot because it's from the Center for Innovation and Research on Veterans and Military Families. 
Thank you for sending that. They're not a sponsor or anything, but you know what? It's a great educational institution, and I'm very thankful that I had uh, a chance to go there and graduate and uh, got a great education from there. So go Trojans, and thank you so much for the coin that I received. It's an amazing coin, and, uh, and for that, I will display it with pride uh, in uh, my office at work. And if you, you can't see it, and you're just listening to us on the podcast platform, go on to the YouTube channel, and you'll be able to see me hold it up, and I'm holding it up right now. So you'll be able to see that. All right, so let's go ahead and get into today's quotes. And the first one is from Beverly Kyer, and it goes like this. Do not sacrifice yourself to help others. Increase yourself to help others. Your service and caregiving is a gift that should be nurtured and preserved. Be intentional and diligent about your own self-care. And then the other quote I'm leaving you with today is by Gandhi, and it says, Keep your thoughts positive, because your thoughts become your words. Your words positive, because your words become your behavior. Keep your behavior positive, because your behavior becomes your habits. Keep your habits positive, because your habits become your values. Keep your values positive, because your values become your destiny. Thank you for listening today, everyone. I hope and pray you have a fabulous day. Thank you so much for being with us today on today's episode of Mood Food. And until the next episode, I am your host, Jason Gordon. Have a great day, everyone. Be careful, be safe, and be good to each other.